This week is the editing challenge as our contestants continue on with the solo half of our competition. They get a break from being behind the microphone and instead have to show the judges their deft audio assembly skills. How will they do? Find out this week on America's Next Top Podcast. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's the podcasting masterclass that edited out all the ums, uhs, and long pauses and exported into a reality competition MP3. I'm Bobby Frankenberger. It's time for the editing challenge. This is a classic mainstay of America's Next Top Podcaster that always comes during the solo portion of the competition. The contestants are given the audio files from an interview performed by the producers of the show, and they are asked to turn that audio, which is usually filled with intentional mistakes, traps, and pitfalls, into a podcast episode. This season, an extra pressure was added. The interview was done by Hammond Chamberlain for his actual podcast, Beyond the Playlist, and the winning contestant will have their submission published as a real episode of that podcast. So, in other words, the challenge this week is to actually work as an editor for a real podcast. This involves many of the normal challenges of editing audio into a compelling episode, but adds the extra challenge of having to work within the constraints of Hammond's demands and podcasting style. For this reason, the first thing that the contestants did in their week of work was to meet with Hammond himself and get some input on how he wanted things to be done. First to meet with him was September McCready. She had actually listened to Beyond the Playlist quite a bit and had an understanding of the tone. Let's hear what they talked about. Hi, Hammond. How are you today? Good. How are you? I have a few questions. And thanks for all the uh, extra nasty little time bombs you put in there. (laughs) Matching loudness is something I love and take advantage of extremely. And it seems to be doing an awful lot of good here. But on the internet, when you look it up as a podcaster, and there's supposed to be a standardized ideal level for that, which is it? Okay. I mean, is it close enough it doesn't matter? So the the way I've heard it is the The minus 16 and minus 17 you use for stereo tracks and the 18 and 19 are your guidelines for mono tracks because things need to be a little bit louder if you're punching through the signal through a stereo process. Gotcha. I listened to your show and I don't recall ever hearing any F-bombs. So do you want those bleeped if I use those parts of the story? Okay. My approach to them has evolved over the course of the show. Uh, I personally will not swear. However, I don't care if my guests do. So she responded really well, and I want to keep that part. When Brian interrupted and came in with a question, if it were my show and I had a producer or somebody interrupt and I got a good answer out of it, I would, as the host, record the question as if I wrote it because I don't have any signposts for Brian. This isn't his show. Can I get a recording from you of asking that question? Uh, if you type in the exact wording, I will do that. Pre-show banter, there's part of that I might like to use, but is that also kind of off limits because that's kind of a we're not recording yet situation? Yeah, I I personally, I will refer to pre-show banter, but I will never stick it in. That's just my rule. Okay. But I mean, if if you can convince me otherwise as a producer, then I'll listen. All righty. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. I'll try to do you proud, man. All right. I'm looking forward to it. After getting some notes from Hammond on what he wanted done and what he would allow or not allow, September still had some technical questions about how to do the things she wanted to do with the edit. 
That's what she focused on during her coaching session with Tom Merritt. Hey, congrats, September. Thanks. Oh my gosh, like top four. Yeah, you made it. I already won, kind of, right? It's it's a kind of winning. And more winning is even better winning, right? <laughs> so yeah, how are you feeling about this? Like, what are the parts that you feel are the most challenging? My biggest concern, actually, is weirdly overproducing. Mm. I mean, I listen to this show. It's not super smooth and tidy all the time right and mm-hmm. it's conversational yeah you're i feel like you're the only person who has told me you listen you already listened to the show not you went back and listened to some to prepare for this I, so you have an advantage <laughs> you you have the show in your blood you have the show in your ears in your brain uh so use that know that it's like i'm going to make this i can make this show be exactly like every other episode um and then figure out how to make it better. I, I worry about doing too much and overproducing. Um, there's a few things I don't know how to fix, like Hammond apparently deciding to sit on the other side of the room for a minute <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. I, I've never had to deal with that extent of reverb and I have a pretty good feel for that. Mm-hmm. And I love this overlapping tracks thing I discovered by mistake years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like that's something every podcaster should learn or every editor. Do you do the, uh, the fade in fade out where you're fading out though, the one overlapping track and fading in the other one? No. That's, uh, an, that's another trick in your arsenal. You can add if you're, if you're, if you're trying to, to use the overlapping track thing and and it's not quite working, you can, you can try fading out the top track and fading in the new track so that, so uh, that they just kind of, you know, if you do it right, they just merge. Because what that fixes is the click that you that you sometimes get with a hard edit. Now, so honestly, it sounds like you're like ahead of the game here because you're already talking, focusing on the technical aspects of it, uh, which is, you know, which is a big part of, of how it's going to stand out and sound. Um, and if, if your sounds really good, that could be enough to differentiate it where they're like, you know, all of these were roughly the same interview, but yours sounded great. Like that could be your differentiator. With some technical tips from Tom and editing notes from Hammond, it was time to get working on the audio. In the middle of all of it, I sat down with September to discuss what were the interesting and unique challenges of this particular week. Well, good morning, September. It's week nine and um, and you're still here. So congratulations. There's only what? After this week, there's only two more weeks of challenges oh my gosh maybe unless they do something crazy y'all yeah. might do something crazy you know on week on after challenge 10 the the twist is that we start over <laughs> <laughs> but now we're solo and we're doing more podcasting as usual right like instead of just appearing on someone else's show and promoting yourself you're you're doing the editing challenge and uh, how do you feel about that? Are you a strong editor or do you feel like you you are a strong editor? Uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of years of experience doing it, but I don't feel like I'm great at it. It's okay. something that I, in particular, in joining the, the entering the contest was like, okay, I, I hope I am challenged to improve my skills editing mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. get my chops in order because I mean, my shows are just all the show podcasts I do are just people talking and right. there's not usually a whole lot 
you have to do. Yeah. Do you do you feel like when you're when you're editing something like this audio, you get to a point you know what you want to do, you just need to figure out how to do it. Yeah, and that's frustrating because the content stuff. I feel like I'm good at editing and knowing if I do or do not need to right. reorder and create story and, and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, there's a few things. It's like, oh, I know there's there might be a filter for this, but there, I, I know these tools are in there <laughs> to make it easier. You know. And there's a limit in this particular assignment where I feel obligated. I don't want to fall into a trap and overproduce and make it something it's not. Yeah. So you're, you're thinking you, you really want to make sure that what you put together is very, very much sounds like just another episode of beyond the playlist, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like I could very well have the judges be like, Oh, well that was, you know, this abrupt, you know, all of a sudden he asked for a question, answer question, like that kind of critique we get about interviews if it sounds like a Q&A. But I mean, he does that. So so how do you think you could try to stand out then? Like, are there, or are you just not, or do, or do you think success is more not standing out? Like, like, where is your head with that? I think very much it's not standing out. Um, I'm doing the best I can to um, make any of the transitions as smooth as possible so no one can hear the edits. Yeah, yeah, that's a and big deal. That's tricky in itself when Especially with you're cutting no, dialogue. No bed music, right? Right. You get yeah. no music and you're cutting dialogue and I'm not a one to uh, I'm not a person to cut out ums and ahs. Yeah. But there's some intentional things they did to to challenge us here. Right. Like pouring something behind a person talking and drinking right. and you know. Right. Well, good. I'm glad you're thinking about all these things, September. Um, it sounds it's gonna like... It's going to sound just very, very plain, but that's kind of my goal. And in many ways, an editor's done a good job if you don't think about the editing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm going to let you get to work on that. You've got another... It's As we're recording now, it's due tomorrow, so you've got another day. And uh, then I'll get to listen to it. The judges will get to listen to it and we'll hear what they think on Monday. Now, this week, we're not including little samples of their final podcast into the main episode here. With the nature of the challenge, they all start out pretty much the same. And so we didn't want to just repeat the same starting 30 seconds over and over. And the voices of the contestants aren't actually in the episodes. However, you should definitely check out the finished episodes that each contestant put together on the ANTP feed. The end results were all different as you will hear the judges talk about later. In the meantime, let's check in on how Ken Peleshock did this week. And we'll start with his meeting with Hammond. Ken did have some specific questions for Hammond about Beyond the Playlist and how the show should sound. But before that, Ken decided to use some of his time with Hammond to get some advice on editing in general. Okay, so I guess, Hammond, my main question, I guess, would be like, how do I go above being uh, technically competent in the edit and and just put that that polish on it that would set it above and beyond. The the key is to make it sound like the rest of the shows. I mean, make it sound like it's just the ne- next natural flow if someone's yeah. listening to the ep- episodes in sequence. So you would you would go for keeping that beyond the playlist vibe. Yeah, that's kind of I mean, kind of what all I have to really rely on is the 
the previous episodes as a as a guidepost even for me. We would consider this a, like a strictly a, an editing and, and not so much like a sound design. Less less creativity and more technical in this one. Eh? Well, well, there's still creativity involved in editing, and anyone who tells you differently is is kind of lying to you because. As, as an editor, you are as much of a storyteller as the person telling the story. Uh, it's just, are you telling the same story as the person t- who told the story, or are you telling a different one? Is there any tips in regards to keeping it tight, but also... When I edit anything, I try to keep the... I don't want to surprise the guest or the people I'm editing for into sounding some, like someone they're not. So if someone is very thoughtful... Speaker, I am not going to run everything on top of each other because that takes away a core element of how they perceive themselves listening. However, if someone is super plotting and super thoughtful and taking lots and lots of time, yeah, I'll, I'll suck some of that air out just so that the audience doesn't think their phone broke in between question and answer. Back to, I guess, the uh, Beyond the Playlist vibe. Do you have a kind of like a general philosophy on on this podcast i try to keep everything super conversational i try to have the guests be as comfortable as possible i try to develop a relationship with them and and, in many cases after the interviews not only i've had people on multiple times i have had you know developed relationships with these people afterwards it it mostly is about their comfort and putting a spotlight on how and and kind of why and the the internal reasonings for why they do what they do uh, many, I mean, I can anyone can ask about the newest movie, but asking why they chose that role is actually more important to me. All right. Well, I wish you luck. I'm looking forward to hearing what you come up with. Now, after Hammond was Tom time, when Ken spoke with podcast coach Tom Merritt about riding the line of keeping the tone and energy of Beyond the Playlist, but still adding enough of his own style to stand out. Hey, congrats on making the top four, man. Well, thank you, Tom. Well, how are you feeling about this editing challenge? Well, yeah, I know you were editing like up until the second we started talking, so you're hammering away at it. That's true. I feel okay about it. It's just, the how do I go beyond like how do you envision like the the winner is going to what, what's going to be the difference between the winners and the winner and and the and everyone else yeah no that's that's the that is the question right because you've got two masters to serve uh you've got the master of showing your editing skills right and showing that you could turn this mass into something compelling and you have the master of this is a valid uh, episode of Hammond's podcast. How do you stay true to that, but improve it? That That's what they're going to be looking for is like, this still felt like Hammond's show, but you added something uh, or or the pacing was so good uh, in a way that, that improved it. And it made it one of the better episodes uh, of Hammond's show. That's going to be the reaction that you want is people uh, being surprised that your version stood out not only against Hammond's other shows, but also against the other versions of that same source material. How do I keep his brand and add uh-huh. spice to it? I think one exercise you might try is write down, and you might be worth re-listening to a, a, a few of this just to, to get the juices flowing, but write down a few of the things that you were like, these are the essential elements that make it his show. Uh, he always does this. He always asks the person that, uh, he has this kind of tight transition and make sure you nail those. And then that frees you 
in any of the other elements to say, well, let me try something, you know, let me, let me try adding a bit. Let me, let me try, you know, changing a bit and injecting a bit of my own creativity. It leaves you space to roam while also making sure that you've got the, the elements fixed that'll keep it identifiable. When you're editing and you're listening to it over and over, how do you, uh, objectively not lose a, that objectivity on what's kind of getting boring or should be cut. Yeah, that's that's just a gut feeling more than anything. I mean, the only tricks I have are walking away, you know, taking a break, clearing your head. And usually, you know, if, even if it's just five, ten minutes, when you come back, it sounds different than it did uh, before that. So it's it's mental gymnastics. <laughs> uh, and, and if you've got somebody you trust to listen to something that you're like, I think this is tight and I think it's interesting, but let me get a second pair of ears that can help too. All right. Yeah. You're asking all the right questions, Ken. Uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Next, I sat down with Ken and talked a bit more with him about his experience editing and how he thinks he's going to stand out and differentiate himself among the other three contestants. All right, well, here I am with Ken Pelshock for another week. Um, let me first ask, where's your confidence at in terms of your your editing skills? Well, I, I, back in a former life, I was a video editor. Uh, and mm-hmm. I also was strictly a uh, an editor on a veterinary podcast back in the yes, day. Yes, I remember you telling me about that, yeah. So I'm no stranger to a uh, waveform, but uh, Hammond was diabolical in his recording. <laughs> I think it's his way of getting me back for uh, like the predictions and all that stuff. And he's, right. this is his revenge. Yeah, that he snuck that in. He snuck that in for you because you seem to predict every challenge that we're going to have before we have it. Yeah, in in terms of the technical ability and stuff. I'm confident, well, yeah. fairly confident that I can I can do it right. But like, how do you stand out in that? Like, it's kind of like it either sounds good or it doesn't. Like, I, I have it all. I, I took took away the chaff, and I'm just left with that delicious wheat. And I'm just trying to figure out if I should how much I should rearrange it and stuff from here. And I I right. don't want to overprocess it. So editorial decision-making is going to be a big thing, maybe. I, I'm saying this, but I'm not a judge, and we don't talk to the judges ahead of time about, like, this is how, the, you know, we don't know what they're going to think. So as I see it, mm-hmm. it feels like these editorial decisions, that would be my approach, right? How, how to, try, trying to find the best story in there. Have you identified a through line that you're going to go through that you're going to use, or are there multiples that, that, that could be followed? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I kind of identified a few, what I think are, are, are traps that they, uh, want to see if we can figure out. I'm really, I'm really interested to hear what everybody has puts together this time, because it's always interesting how the different contestants pull out different things from the same like big chunk of audio you know there's 30 minutes of it and you've got to put 10 minutes of it together i could submit like if you said pencils down you got to submit it i mean i i have it's 
it's there. It's I'm just wondering. I'm just kind of fiddling. All right. Well, Ken, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me. We're gonna you'll, your submission will be due in just a day tomorrow, and I'll get to listen to it, and then the judges will listen to it, and we'll see what they think on Monday. Okay. Thank you, Bobby. Next up, we're going to see how things went with Kelly Lynn Colby. Kelly had already listened to the raw interview audio and was now sitting down with Hammond Chamberlain to talk about what sorts of things she should focus on in editing this episode of Beyond the Playlist. Hello, Kelly. I appreciate the fact that you on purpose messed all kinds of things up in the file for us to fix. I I find that very amusing. Oh, good. I am glad that you you enjoy my uh, shenanigans. Uh But I'm supposed to be asking you a question, so here's yes. my question. Okay. Um, I am still new to this, and I want to put in a clip from Fargo. I found the clip on YouTube. I have no idea how to get that clip and, like, make it into an MP3. There are lots and lots of free software programs out there called YouTube Downloaders, and you can, in many ways, you can do it where it just, just extracts the audio and other ones where you can do audio and video. Uh, the one that I uh, use is called 4K Video Downloader. Okay. And I saw, because I did listen to two of your most recent ones. And so I did see that you definitely concentrate on their process and their experience. Um, and so I'm assuming that's what I should concentrate on. Um, how important is it that I just pull in things that I find most entertaining? As long as it's... I mean, as long as it fits the routine of the, where it doesn't sound disjointed from the rest of the shows, then sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the kind of the guiding principle for the show is that the guest is the spotlight. So if there's Mm -hmm. opportunity to cut me down more, I, I do that. I cut myself down as much as possible because the spotlight is clearly and thoroughly on the guest. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. How sad is that? I know you're not supposed to waste time, but I'm I'm really bad at this part. I think this would be better for me if it was like on Thursday, like after I've had time to actually do things and go through and do some but, editing. But, but then it, it tends to be so early. Yeah, it's because if we waited too long, then it'd be panic and panic is not fun to coach. <laughs> oh, so wait, you're assuming I'm not panicking right now? Well, no, is that you, what you're saying? If, oh, you're, okay. if you are not panicking, you're doing a very good job of hiding it, but... I've coached panic before in other situations. Uh, mm-hmm. Panic is not a fun thing to work through. Kelly seemed unusually calm for a week so focused on technical skill, but she did have some more questions. She met with her weekly podcast coach, Tom Merritt, to address some specific questions about ethics in editing and how to stand out. Hey, Kelly, congrats. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. It's pretty surreal, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. How are you feeling about this editing challenge? I'm not worried about it. So that kind of scares me. Oh, that's me. a bad I'm sign, like, Kelly. Know, you need to get worried. You need to get that adrenaline rush. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm considering, because the Kelly specifically says, oh, please cut this thing out. Obviously, I should do that. Yes. So. <sighs> yes. Do you see what I mean? Like, the default answer is, well, yeah. <laughs> my pause is because you don't have the complete information. Uh, and so my yeah. my gut tells me, without knowing otherwise, yes, pull it out. Uh, unless Hammond had given you information that said, oh, I talked to her later and she changed her mind. Or if there was an explicit instruction that said, no matter what this person says, we made it clear it was on the record and everything could be used. And it's really good. 
I don't get the sense that that's the way Hammond does these things. He's he's fairly uh, friendly uh, with his right. guests. So that's not how yeah. he reacted when she asked about exactly, it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So what are your ideas for not just telling a competent story? And that's always joking around like, oh, it's a bad sign that you're feeling good. But, know. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you do want to put something in there that makes the judges go, oh, that's an interesting choice. Oh, that's a cool way of doing that. Oh, that's true to the show. But, you know makes it better right it's it's almost like a job interview right where your 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 editing prowess is an under inspection yeah because i have a i have a clip from her because she talks about dying and having to keep her eyes open so i have uh-huh. a clip, i have a clip of that the only time i heard him play clips was when um when it's music um but for this one and she's what she's specifically talking about it it doesn't work as a clip because she's you know dead and not saying anything yeah it, so, if it, it would be great if it was like a movie clip that you could tell clearly was a movie clip and you rolled uh-huh. it in, but it doesn't sound like that works that way. It's not going to work on just audio, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the right way now. to think, though. That's the right <laughs> path. You want to go down a lot of those paths because they won't all work out, but eventually one of them will. Yeah, how are you feeling about the storytelling part of it? it sounds like you're real. That That's the part you're worried the least about. So that's good. Yeah, it is because that's what I do for a living, yeah, right? Yeah. I tell stories for a living. I interview people. You know, that's what I do. So that that's, that's my podcasting world. Yeah, and, so, so or, nail that. Nail yeah, that, that stuff. That part I'm not stressed about. And then spend the rest of your time focused on on the the technical aspects that that you you'll have to work a little harder at. But you got mm-hmm. you can use that because the other folks aren't going to be as strong in the storytelling. So that's that's your advantage is you can spend more time on the technical side. Kelly's editing was praised very highly by the judges a couple of weeks ago after they found out that it was her very first time editing anything. And now she is solo and having to focus on editing as the entire point of this challenge. I got to chat with Kelly about this pressure and how it is that she's managing to stay so calm in this week that should be nerve-wracking for her. All right, well, here I am with Kelly, and it's week nine of the competition, and um, congratulations. I'm going to say that every week that you return. (laughs) <laughs> because um, not because be it's fu- a miracle? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's really, a, at this point especially, it really is an accomplishment to get 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 by every week because you're all very good and it's mm-hmm. very, the competition is stiff. Yeah, we're at the competition where one person just put a little bit too much salt in and now they're disqualified. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. The the crumb is just a little bit too whatever the word Crummy? is to describe crumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, in particular, have always been very receptive to the notes that the judges give you. Have you noticed that 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 is helping you, or does it still feel like you're sh- you're you're shooting at a moving target? I think it did help when my team members were with me because they didn't always agree with my interpretation of what the judge said, which of course, you know, we're all different people. Of course, we're not going to agree on that. You know what? Now that I've just mentioned team, that might be why I'm so calm. Oh, you know, because last week you told me that the pressure of not letting your team down was Mm -hmm. was finally off. And you think that's still, you think that still holds true? That's, that might be where this calmness is coming from? I think so. Now that I've said that out loud, I think that's what it is. I just, I can't screw other people. I just, it's not in my blood. It's very difficult for me. Yeah. So I had to make sure I was doing my part. I was pulling my weight. Um, I was doing whatever I needed to so that the team could succeed. Well, it's a good headspace to be in, especially at this point in the competition, because the competition is so stiff, can be the tiniest thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes it so that not that you were bad enough to leave, but that you just were not like you were the least best. Right. You know? Right. And yep. so and so you could drive yourself crazy, you know, focusing on that. So so really being in a good headspace about I've gotten this far, 
and I really just have to put in the work and, and hopefully I make it. At this point, it's the poor judges that are all stressed out. Like last week with the interviews, yeah. they were like, everyone did a great interview, but we have to choose someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should hear the conversations we have sometimes before we get everybody else into the judging. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes those are like tough conversations because they're they're saying those things. We oh, it was so tight, and I this person looks like, like this team looks like they are on the bottom, but they did really well. And I hate that we you know that's one mm-hmm. of the things that we hate the most about this competition is that it's a competition and that people have yes. to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've you know, made, for the record, y'all designed this. You yeah, know, we've, just we've designed this thing uh-huh. that that causes us pain, <laughs> and, and like like it's all about us, right? <laughs> like we're the only ones experiencing the pain. <laughs> I think I'm also at the point where I can't believe I got this far, and now I really want to win. But nevertheless, no matter what, I, I've already won in a way. Yeah, I've way exceeded what my expectations were. I'm not in this world as much as a lot of the other competitors are. What made you think that you wouldn't get this far? Because the editing, quite frankly, it scared the heck yeah. out of me. Yeah. I was able to avoid it for a long time until two weeks ago. How did that How did that make you feel when everybody said you did such a good job editing? I, mixed feelings. Yeah? Yes, because it was, it was wonderful to hear. You know, it was a relief that I didn't completely mess it up. Because, again, right. I couldn't tell when I was actually editing it whether I was completely messing it up or not. Sure. Um, a little bit of anger because um, sometimes some of the stuff that was turned in for our teamwork was edited in a way I would not have wanted it edited, but I don't know what I'm doing. So I didn't give really good comments about it. Oh, uh, yeah. And then now that I've actually done it, I was like, you know, I really could have given better comments to fix that thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there, there was regret there, but I know better now, at least a bit. Again, <laughs> I only know a bit. What I am now is when you make that first batch of cookies and they're really good <laughs> and you're like, dude, I could totally bake. <laughs> and then your next four batch of cookies they don't work you swear to god you did the exact same thing and it just doesn't work so i'm afraid of these next batches of cookies i, I really think that you have a good a, a good head on your shoulders about this so um it's it's a good place to be mental health wise right like because you could go home at any point mm-hmm. and, and as long as you know you've done your best then then you'll be okay wait this better not be foretelling <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> I don't get to make those decisions. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, awesome. K- Kelly, uh, good luck, and we will um, we will hear what you what you put together this weekend, and we'll hear what the judges think on Monday. Sounds great. Thanks, Bobby. One more contestant to check in on before we head to the judging stage. Jason Peters has been a skilled editor and storyteller throughout the competition so far. And so when he met with Hammond, his questions focused primarily on what Hammond would want in an episode of his podcast, Beyond the Playlist. So, um, yeah, I had a chance to listen to the show. I guess the first thing just in general is, you know, as somebody who's, you know, stepping into your forum, you know, what's sort of the one, you know, biggest piece of advice you could give to your, you would give to your editor in this situation? So the key kind of to my show, the kind of way I look at a lot of it is that the spotlight needs to be thoroughly and completely on the guest. Um, Is there anything that you in particular like to focus on more than anything else or any sort of subject matter to shy away from or lean into? The the things that I really like to highlight are the things that are the motivations behind why people have chosen to do the things they do. One of the things where we talk about, you know, uh, sort of finding a narrative, right, within this editing. I mean, you know, narrative can be approached very strictly in terms of like, hey, you know, I want this to be like a first, second, third act beats along the way. 
Um, do, would you say that, you know, we need to be that strict about it or is it really just more like, you know, we're just trying to have a nice conversation. If there is a thread that I can follow, uh, I usually do. Uh, usually it's a thread that's actually handed to me by the guest and I just kind of keep pulling on it. Hmm. But if there are salient moments that don't fit the thread, I'll still find ways to keep them in just because they are such good moments. You err on the side of a little bit sort of quicker pace, tighter spacing, or do you kind of tend to try to let um, let things breathe a little bit more, or do you try to split the difference? How do you approach kind of the overall speed and tone? Again, it also it all kind of depends on the the conversation. If the person I am interviewing has a very thoughtful, pensive, uh, slow, rhythmic pattern, I don't want to shock them when they hear them coming out sounding like a cartoon character. However. <laughs> At the same time, if someone is too plotting, I will remove some of the space just to so the listener doesn't wonder what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So I got gotcha. you. Uh, I mean, good, I really appreciate all the uh, time, man. Yeah, good luck. And uh, we'll chat with you on Monday. Hammond gave Jason the details about how Hammond edits his own episodes of his podcast, Beyond the Playlist. However, Jason still had some questions about the general approach and how to impress the judges. Jason knew he could get some advice on this from Tom Merritt, whom he met with next. Hey, Jason. Congrats, man. Thanks a lot, Tom. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. How do you feel about this editing challenge? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting one. Um, it's always, you know, uh, the whole notion of having to do someone else's show in, you know, the exact format that, uh, they're used to that. Yeah. I've kind of been letting them play, um, some of the older episodes and just trying to get a sense yeah. of like, okay. Yeah, cause there's, good. cause there's a couple specific things where again, it's like, well, I like this, but like, you know, again, to your point, is it his show or not? You know? Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, so. you know, maybe, maybe a good thing to do if you, again, if you haven't already thought about this is. Uh, you know, write down a few types of things that, that you feel are emblematic of his show mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. sure you include those. Make sure, you know, like, oh, there's always a tight sound effect edit or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Or or maybe it is like he, he loves doing off mic stuff. Okay, include a few of those. And then make sure you nail those while then editing sh- the show the way you would want to edit it. Okay, yeah. And then so I guess kind of, you know, piggybacking from that idea, would you say that um, because, you know, we can there's sort of two things going on, right? It's a series of moments and each of those moments needs to be compelling, but it's also amounting to a sort of, you know, arc or narrative, whatever you want to say. Right. So yeah. uh, do you think do you feel like you should be is it a perfect balance? Should you be more in service of one than the other? Like when in doubt, leave the interesting thing in or, you know, cut it for the sake of pacing? Well, those two, I, I feel like that's a false dichotomy because if the pacing's bad, it stops being interesting, if that makes sense. I guess Does a it, better question would be like, you know, if I feel like it maybe takes us a little bit, like if, if, if a story is interesting, but I personally feel like it's taking us, maybe it's straying us a bit too much from our sort of like through line. Mm-hmm. Would you would you then err on the side of, of a more cohesive presentation? Yeah, I, or feel, I feel, I, I imagine those as sliders, right? Which is like, well, this is taking us away from our through line, so that yes. that's a negative. But man, it's really interesting, so that's a positive. And right. if it's really interesting, it's like worth the diversion. If it's like kind of interesting, maybe not worth the diversion. Uh, but but one exercise you can do to try to help yourself evaluate that: write down every piece of that narrative as if you're writing a, a show description. 
and then look back at it and go, which parts sound compelling? Which are the parts that would make me want to listen? And that can kind of be like, help you gauge the interestingness of the of the various parts. Yeah, definitely. Okay, great. This, it sounds like you got the right question. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. Finally, I got to check in with the last contestant for this week. Jason was busy working on putting together the best edit he could come up with. When I met with him, we talked about how tight the competition is right now and storytelling and podcasts. All right, well, here we are with Jason Peters when we're uh, we're in the middle of week nine of the competition. It, it's at this point, I think, that every week that we talk, it's appropriate. I, I always end up saying congratulations because, you know, <laughs> it's it's another step closer to the to the finish line. And um, so congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah, final four here. Yeah, it's been an interesting experience for sure. Th- this is an also a, another interesting inflection point in the competition because the people who've gotten this far, they're all you know pretty good in one way or another. And I feel like it's at this point when everybody's podcast submissions and episodes come in, they start a lot closer together now. Yeah, I'm sure even this week too with something like such a, like a technical challenge, right? You know, it's going to be. I feel like this week especially is probably going to be pretty close because I feel like everybody's kind of in that same, you know, in a pretty similar range in terms of like skill set, right? Like some people have been doing it more than others, but I feel like just pure talent wise and understanding editing, like it's a kind of a very, we're all on on a similar page there. Because you're making it for someone else. Yeah. Um, And so a lot of your creative um, instincts you have to you have to temper them and tamp them down because it has to fit someone else's podcast. But you still want to try to figure out how to set yourself apart. Have you yeah. figured out how you're going to do that yet? <laughs> well, I've been going over the the footage. I kind of put together, you know, sort of like a first, you know, rough cut kind of thing, just trying to identify what you know, trying, trying to like do, do split the difference between finding the interesting moments and then crafting the narrative. Kind of what I was talking to Tom about yesterday. And that's really what my show is as well. It's just, you know, he's sort of interviewing people specifically about stuff they've done. Whereas, you know, I'm like deep diving on movies, but in terms of the, the post-production, the back end, the editing, it's really yeah. very similar, right? Where it's like, I need to, you know, sort of excise any extraneous information you know, any, any, you know, really bad sort of, you know, coughs or something that would distract from the conversation. Right. Um, but also leaving enough in to make it sound natural, you know, that's kind of right. one of the things that I've really been working on. Um, but sort of, you know, understanding that podcasting inherently plays a little bit looser with some of those rules right. and, um, really just sort of, you know, getting used to that. And look, to be honest, I mean, in several respects, it's actually, you know, less work. Like if I don't have to go in and edit out all the ums, like, cool, that saves me a grip of time. I could be okay with that. Right. But at the same time, you don't want it to, you don't, you don't want it to sound unprofessional. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, there's, there's certain times where you almost have to strategically leave a couple of, you know, the vocal fillers in, but then take some of the more egregious ones out. And it's kind of, it's an interesting line to walk. It's there's, I think there's an art to it, certainly. And I might be a little bit biased because I'm a podcast editor, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but uh, it's, it's interesting that you make the comparison to a film background when, when you're editing film, like everything needs to be purposeful, right? Mm -hmm. And everything, like the decisions you make, um, all have to are very deliberate, yeah. um, and I don't think it's dissimilar with podcasting. But the goal is different because podcasting, in most of its forms, not all of 
not all podcasts are this way, but but in general, podcasting is a very personal medium, right? That sits mm-hmm. inside someone's ears, and it's like you're sitting there next to the people who are making it. And so you want to we want it to feel more personal. I'm excited to hear what you put together. I'm excited to hear what everybody puts together. Really, it's it's going to be interesting to see what bits people pull out. Yeah, it's kind of that whole thing where they talk about like a you know like a a recipe, right? A food recipe, right? right? You know, you give six different people all the same ingredients and instructions and you're going to get six different versions of that meal. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a really <laughs> good analogy. Well, all right, Jason, uh, good luck Thank for the you. rest of your week and Appreciate we'll it. talk to you on Monday. Hello, Hammond here. I'm going to talk to you today about a plugin that is relatively new in the Waze plugin catalog. It is called Vocal Bender. And I will tell you that as a podcaster, my use case for Vocal Bender is relatively limited. However, I will tell you that I have not been happier to have this plugin in my arsenal, in my toolbox, because when I need it, it's there and it does the job. So it has abilities to control the pitch, let you change and adjust the fundamental frequencies and hence the harmonics. The formant shift allows you to alter the tonal character of a voice without affecting the actual notes. It can make a voice sound as if it's coming from a different sized source person. And a negative formant shift can make a voice sound deeper or looser. And then you can go in and change pitch. And then It's got flattened, so you can actually tune the voice as well. And then it's got all these other features where you can go in and make it sound robotic. Or you can do vocoder sounds. You can do robot sounds. You can make things sound like monsters or like they're underwater. You can make things sound like they're coming off of an old tape deck. There are so many uses for this plugin that when I need them, I know exactly where to go. And when I'm asked to do a certain effect, the vocal bender from Waves is a tool I am happy to have in my arsenal. I use it more than I thought I would, and it is easy to use, and it gives me the effects I need when I need them to satisfy not only what I might want as a creator, but what the demands are being made of by people who I work with. So for more information about the Vocal Bender, go to waves.com or Follow the in show notes and get more information and start sounding better today. All right, it's that time again. Time to head to the stage and hear what the judges have to say about our contestants and sadly see who will be going home. But before we do that, let's hear Tom's thoughts about how the contestants were doing after speaking to him earlier in the week. So Jason is really focused on not upsetting the judges with his overpolishing. I was trying real hard to get him away from that, like set that aside, because uh, as soon as you focus on that, then you don't focus on the things you need to do to win. Uh, so hopefully he's able to refocus on like making a good show and 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 doing the things that are necessary to to make a version of this. This is a tough one though because everybody's going to be giving him pretty much the same thing, which makes it really harder to stand out. But if he's worried about what not to do, I worry that he's not going to do the things he needs to do. Ken uh, was focusing on how to stand out, which is a good thing to focus on. Um, 
had some some good questions about the fundamentals. I just didn't get the sense that he knew what he was going to do. It seemed like he was still casting about for like how to approach it, uh, which is a little concerning. But uh, if he nails it on the fundamentals and figures out a good way to stand out, uh, then he's got a good shot. So I, I'm still positive about Ken. Kelly seems super confident. Uh, I imagine that she is going to have the best storyline. Uh, she seemed to be a little less confident in her editing skills because she doesn't have as much experience. And I hope she focuses on that. Uh, you know, we had a great conversation and I don't have any reason to believe she won't. Um, but yeah, I, I hope she's not overconfident. Uh, but if her confidence is deserved, I, I think she's she's definitely one of the favorites at this point. September's a dark horse to win this. Uh, she's worried about overproducing, but I got her away from that really fast. And we were spending the time talking about the production. Now, if she's overconfident on her storytelling, which she seemed very confident on, uh, then there might be trouble there. She might miss some things that she should have added. Uh, but she is focusing on the right things and she doesn't have as much experience on, at editing either, but she was talking the talk. And the, and the more I talked to her, the more I realized you, you have more experience than you think you do. Uh, you've got better instincts than you think you do. So I, I would not count September out from taking this because she's also a fan of the show, which is just going to give her a huge leg up. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that had to lay still on a cold cement floor for hours to pretend it was a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. <laughs> Tonight on the show, we had our contestants all create the exact same podcast, basically. Well, sort of. They were all given the same raw materials and asked to edit it down into an episode of a long-running interview podcast. Pity our poor judges who had to listen to the same show four times in a row. Speaking of our judges, let's meet them now. From Dog and Pony Show Audio, it's Justin Robert Young. Well, hello, friends. From the Frog Pants Network, Mr. Scott Johnson. Hello. Hello. And Jenny is out tonight, but we have a special guest coach, and it seems very appropriate. Uh, it's somebody who's been a part of this show since the beginning, but's always on the other side of the microphone, editing, making us all sound good on the shows. From beyond the playlist, Hammond Chamberlain. Howdy. Hello. Welcome to this side of the uh, the, the microphone for it, this show. It's always disconcerting to be on this side of the microphone. Yeah, you've been, you've been uh, working on this thing for such a long time, but this is the first time that the the challenge has been such a personal thing for you. So I'm I'm really uh, curious to see how everybody did. Uh, so to remind everybody, uh, last week we gave each of our contestants an interview that Hammond recorded with the Fargo and Parks and Rec alum Kelly Bashar for his podcast Beyond the Playlist. But like in previous seasons, we've planted some hidden issues and pitfalls that our contestants will have to work around. The winner of tonight's challenge will actually get their show included on Hammond's feed as part of his show. But let's see who won. We'll have to see how they did. We're going to start this week with Kelly. Ooh, I'm first. You're first. This is the first time you're first, right? I think so. I'm excited. Get it over with. Maybe my heart will get back under control. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off quickly, Yes, right? exactly. So uh, in your discussions with Tom early on the week, you had the idea to insert some audio from Fargo. I think it was uh, Kelly's character dying as right. <laughs> in audio form. Uh, what influenced your decision to not include that in the show? Because what she was answering with the question was how uncomfortable she was doing it. And so putting any audio in there, it, it would not have added to what she was doing. 
So I wanted to add, not take away or distract or do any of that. So I ended up not putting it in because there's no, if it, if it was visual, like if we were on YouTube mm-hmm. and they could see it, then I would have put it in. Yeah. Cause then you yeah, could actually see it, what she was talking about. Uh, so did you find any of the, uh, the pitfalls that we hit in the audio this week to be especially challenging? Um, the only thing is like, one of the things I said is I wish I got judging later in the week. I mean, um, not judging coaching later because she oh. said the F word twice and I never asked if it was PG 13 or not. So it wasn't actually the pitfalls that were hard. It was like, I don't know. Should I leave that in? Should I take oh, that out? Like I a, never asked a show decision. Yeah. Correct. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our judges. We're going to start off this week with Justin. Uh, so my, my thoughts are going to be pretty quick this week because again, uh, I think all of you did a serviceable job. Ultimately, I think the one thing I was kind of hoping for uh, would be somebody who decided to do a far shorter version where everything was like very much on uh, on on point or if somebody wanted to reach further and bring context by way of you know actually finding the commercial she talked about or even playing the clip of when she died or something like that as, as far as the things you've done is there anything that you've really hated doing when I did Fargo I had to lay on a cold basement floor in a puddle of fake blood for pretty much an entire day and it was miserable none of that really happened but uh uh, kelly i thought that you did a a fine job it was an episode uh, of a podcast (laughs) all right thanks justin scott how about you all right um the only i only have one like not complaint but like a negative thing to say about it and i just thought the levels are a little uneven um in there. In fact, it was to the point where I was listening to it anyway that I had to take it out, go level uh, the middle up so that it matched the bookends uh, and matched some of the peaks and valleys and stuff. So it just was a little easier uh, to listen to uh, as, a, as a single piece. It, uh, I like the insight into her what goes into her acting gigs, but I think you did a bang up job here. Um, you know, nothing jumped out as, as, as really a negative and other than the volume thing, which could have been purely a me thing. I, th- I think you did a good, good, strong job. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Hammond, how about you? So this one was interesting because for me, I really liked the fact that it focused more on her talking and less on me talking. Cause the whole point is to focus on the people who are the guests. Kelly included a lot more of her interview than some did. And my only real complaint was that the the levels were so uh, low and kind of wonky. So I kind of like Scott, I went in and leveled it before I listened to it because I was listening to it while I was, uh, you know, looking through notes and seeing other things. So I needed to be able to pay attention. That's my only complaint was the levels are off. The editing seemed smooth. It was, it it did the job. Uh, All right. Thank you, Hammond. And uh, thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Let's get over to Jason. Hello, hello. Hello. I've got a similar question for you, Jason. Yes. Did you have any trouble navigating around any of the traps, any particular trap this week? Um, I mean, just from the standpoint of, like, I thought some of them were actually rather entertaining, and my initial instinct was to leave them <laughs> in. Um, and I had actually, like, in my first cut, I had left a lot of that stuff in, and then after we talked, it was like, I was reminded like, okay, you know, this is an episode of Hammond's existing show. Does he do that stuff or not? And, you know, obviously he didn't. Then I was like, oh, okay, these must be like plants and things like that. Uh, all right. Let's uh, start with Justin on this one. Yeah, this is, uh, was was the only one where I noticed that the uh, intros and outros were just way louder than uh, uh, the content itself. 
which is really uh, that would be my biggest my biggest ding, a technical ding. All right, thanks, Justin. Uh, Scott, how about you? This was my favorite this week. Um, I also just think you pulled out stuff that was more personal with her, the, the things that she focused on that were more about her, where she comes from, where she's going, what she's doing. What made you choose Florida? Ah, uh, great question. A strong political um... alliance? No. Uh, no, not a fan. Um, so I'm going to go there where my votes are going to really count and, uh, burn it down. That made it my favorite overall and it gave it a tone I really jived with. So, um, Jason, I think you did a great job this week. Thanks. And, uh, Hammond, how about you? So with this one, I didn't notice the, the volume differences either. So I don't know, but the thing that I did notice on this is there were things that I would have cut out that would have moved it along and given you more time to put stuff in. There were times where I, I stumbled over some things or she stumbled over some things and I probably would have removed those just to keep the pace going. But other than that, it was great. Thank you, Hammond. And thank you, Jason. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, with four similar podcasts, that <laughs> this part goes really quick. Uh, September, how you doing? Here I am. <laughs> Here you are. Um, what about what about you? As far as the uh, pitfalls, were there any that uh, proved to be more challenging than others? Um, my biggest thing was I really, really liked when you, you interrupted. I loved the story she told <laughs> and the answer she gave. But yeah. Hammond was kind enough to I typed out your questions and he did reads for me uh fitting those takes in it was really hard to find a good take i mean sorry hammond i love you oh, but I, hey, it's <laughs> challenging but i i wanted to, i wanted those parts because it really was in depth about her and i wanted it true to him and show where you know random people don't just start asking questions you don't usually hear me <laughs> just pop in yeah yeah no you, of the four contestants you were the only one who who wanted to keep that answer kelly's answer about that in and had hammond um record specifically record an intro to it i found it compelling enough to want to keep well good job and and uh nice navigation around that that trap you uh, grabbed the vine and went over that alligator pit beautifully with that uh with that pitfall that we left in there for you uh let's get to the judges we're going to start off with scott this time all right i really thought this was a good example of a good efficient edit job in that I, it, it just felt like a, you know, a complete piece. There was a good focus on the various topics, like a more even perhaps uh, breakdown of all the different stuff that came up. I felt like I got more of each and a few things I didn't hear in any of the others. So I really liked that. And I thought it was maybe a little on the quiet side overall. Again, that was more of a, the whole thing could just be bumped up. I think it was more, it was leveled good, but low, um, very small technical issue but uh i thought quality work it was as you know as as good as one can expect from from one of these challenges i thought september stood up to the plate very nicely yeah, thank you scott uh justin how about you uh for me the best story of her as an actress um especially if nobody's gonna pull archive to like show us or how us you know have us experience her acting so maybe we can have a sense of it nobody really did that mm-hmm. but uh, the best story of kind of behind the scenes, what it's like to be an actress was her diving. I like the setup to this one uh, the best out of the four. Uh, so good job, September. That's right. Yeah, actually, September, you were the only one I think who pulled in that diving story, right? Or did anybody no, else? No, I think everybody pulled in the diving story, but it was all Rind- set up with like a, a, you know, gimme. It was a very simple thing where this one, 
I believe yeah. the intro was was a little bit more involved. And ultimately, I mean, gotcha. here's the biggest thing with this is that like, uh, and I know nobody wants to go under ten minutes for whatever reason, but like you could do a very coherent six minute podcast that would either all be about improv or all be about acting. Um, everybody kind of did ten which means that you were going to have to use sort of both of them, which in a 10 minute interview, it's never going to feel like a full interview. So I didn't quite understand the logic there, but if you're going to tell a longer story, if you're, if you're going to you know dive into something, then let it breathe. Otherwise it's just kind of like, bop, 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 like question, answer, sure. question, answer, question, answer. And you only get vignettes of each of those, you know, like the I mean, little bit about acting, a little bit about improv, a little bit about her, her move to Florida. And look, sort of if thing. you're talking That's to Tom Hanks and you want to get in every answer to every question, because every question is something that, that you might not ever get a chance to answer, ask again, then like, then that's fine. But you know, where I felt the most charmed by her guest was when she's telling the inherently, uh, uh, bizarre and humiliating stories that every actor has to go through. And like, sure. I would rather yeah. a richer deep dive into there. Uh, Hammond, how about you? So this one uh, felt most like a beyond the playlist episode, except for it didn't have the end like plug for all my stuff, but I forget to stick things in all the time. I forgot a theme <laughs> song last couple weeks ago. So, you know, overall, that's my biggest complaint. Other than that, this is the one that felt most like an episode that I would put out. This is the one that hey, I, I Were found. you surprised that so many people left your improv story in? When I, when I was in college, I, I tried to join the Garrett's, which was the BYU improv group. Sure. When I came back, when I came back, they made me audition again. And they stuck me with a doorknob and two fence posts. Says people. Oh, God. Yes, I was. I was shocked that so many people left that in. And was that meant to, that was meant to be a stumbling block? Yes. Or uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, right. was, that, was put, that was put there on purpose. Because I will say this, as somebody who has plenty of college comedy troupe drama, uh, that is a rage that will burn forever. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, is it uninteresting to everybody who is hearing it that isn't you. Well, that only leaves one more person, Ken. Hello. Uh, so looking at our traps, was there anything that you struggled with? There was lots I struggled with. Um, yeah, my approach was just to try and make it match beyond the playlists. So I, I didn't really think to get creative and stuff. Let's get to our judges. We're going to start off with Justin. I thought this one was great. I really don't have any notes. Same <laughs> stories over and over and over again. I mean, I yeah. thought y'all did fine. All right. Thanks, Justin. Scott? Uh, another good personal take. Um, I think Ken and particularly Ken and Jason and to some degree September, they all pulled out these really good personal takes. And by that, I mean, same audio, but emphasis and the emphasis makes a difference. Um, it, it sort of shows what you want to get out of it. I also just found yours a little quirky and I don't mean it in a negative way. Um, I, I kept thinking, why is this? I'm getting a different feel out of Ken's work. And I, I couldn't figure out why. And I think what's happening is it's just, this is where everyone's personality gets a little bit leaked, you know, because they, you have no other way to express yourselves except through a, a quick edit of an existing thing. And while it's easy for it all to sort of blend together and sound like everybody's got the same stuff, you can kind of hear why it's different for each of you. And I thought Ken's had a kind of a, maybe the most unique feel to it. But anyway, I thought it was good, good pacing, good audio quality. I thought you did a, a good job. Hammond. How about you? So again, this one was really pretty good. There was some uneven volume uh, that that I picked up on. Kind of went from 
quiet to loud and a lot bigger swings. And there are also a few things that I've cut down for pacing. But like Scott said, there was some quirkiness to this one that I did appreciate. And the editor's personality did come through in this one. So I, I did appreciate that. All right. Well, very good. So um, now we've uh, tabulated all the scores from each of our judges and uh, uh, rated everything from, you know, the the standards, creativity, entertainment value, sound quality. But this time we've added things like the cutting, the splicing, um, volume levels throughout the thing and, and whether there was a theme throughout the entire interview. Uh, as well as making it coherent. Um, Judges points this time around uh, a lot of close scores. And so I'm pleased to announce that the winner, uh, I'm even going to say it, by a single point this week is... September McCready, welcome there and welcome. Congratulations, welcome to September. <laughs> welcome. Oh, no. welcome to first oh, place. No, start all over. <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, they they really enjoyed your the story you told and and the fact that you left out Hammond's plugs. I think was the only real oh my uh, gosh. complaint. But that's that, like uh, huge. That we have it here. So, and I want to thank Tom because that coaching. We talked about an editing technique that I love and I use overlapping tracks. And he was like, have you tried the fade in, fade out? Which is effectively the same thing Audition does when you cross tracks, when you're taking a clip from, you know, somewhere else and putting it together. For Mm -hmm. me, I have always used it to just make it sound like the breath is in a natural pace. But Mm -hmm. in this instance, when he made me think about, oh, that's what that's doing, that I was able to take things and use a fade in when it was just a really bam, her coming up on the mic. Yeah. And I faded it in. So it sounded more like she was just turning toward it. Very good. And thanks to Hammond for recording those tracks for me. Cause yeah, that was uh, that definitely gave you some, some bonus points there. So well done. Congratulations, September. Oh my gosh. And now the tough part, uh, listen, I'm not going to keep saying how tough it is as we get further on in this challenge and, or in the season and how hard it is to let people go, but it is. And, and the person that is leaving this week, I'm afraid it's Kelly. No worries. If I have to go home, editing makes total sense to me. <laughs> you really, this was, this is something I wanted to bring up because it's, it's, uh, you really got thrown into editing very quickly. What I think three challenges ago when teams ended and you had to start editing, or I guess it was the last team effort and you had to be editor that week. Right. And, uh, and then here you get hit two weeks later with an editing challenge. Well, it's not like I would have learned anything in between, so it's all fair. <laughs> <laughs> all fair well i for one i'm gonna miss i am going to miss your optimism and your uh i don't for lack of a better term uh, your go get them kind of attitude um it's refreshing and and was really nice and not having you here and not hearing that is going to be a little weird i'm sorry but thank you very yeah. much i appreciate yeah, it absolutely. I, I i agree look you, you are you have been a a sparkling element of this season uh which has been turbulent um (laughs) to say the least (laughs) there is no shame in anybody leaving the competition this late uh certainly no shame in 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 you going out now the only thing that frustrates me is that a challenge where things are so close i mean honestly barely perceptible that that anybody has to go home but uh uh i think you did a great job you you should feel very very happy 
about um, your 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 editing skills in in specific. I think that you did a great job. All right, let's get to our next challenge here. And uh, if you've been paying attention, you know you might be able to uh, predict this one. Listen, you've interviewed somebody that we booked for you, and now you've edited an interview for someone else's show, so you ought to be an interview expert by now, right? Well, okay then. Now it's time for your interviewing final exam. So this week, you're going to be getting the entire interview challenge. Your job is going to be to book your own guest, plan your interview, schedule and perform the interview, and then edit it together into a podcast episode. In the past, the judges have placed some emphasis on how big of an interview you can land. So you'll want to put together your list of potentials, dust off your interview request template, and start sending out emails. Now, also, this week is a tough week. You've got to book that interview. It can take a while to hear back from people, especially the big names that you might be hoping to land. So in order to give you enough time to get this done, we're going to be making this challenge a two-week challenge. It's a 15-minute limit this time around so we can really get some uh some great answers from your interview guests and uh uh, it has to feel like an episode in a continuous podcast judges any suggestions for our players well let me ask you this brian is it are they required to do 15 or is it a that's just the max they can do less i would recommend as it sounds like justin would as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that uh, if you can try to go under that, because I think that there will be a, a feeling of like, well, I got to try to get everything in. And what I would rather see and the thing that will get the most points for me are people who go along for a while, get the answers they want to certain things. But you're going to find like an answer is going to come. And you're going to go, oh, this is my angle and this is where I'm going to go. And then what you should do is just focus on that angle. Forget about anything else that doesn't matter to that angle and pursue, you know, the end game of being whatever that angle is. It doesn't have to be 15. It can be lower no, is all I'm No, doesn't. you should make exactly. it as long as it needs to be. And this is, you guys are late enough in this process that this is a lesson for which somebody is going to learn and somebody's going to benefit from it. Because at the end of the day, if you, especially if you get your interview early, right? If you get this thing recorded early, then edit it the way you want it, listen to it, and then cut something, cut a question, a back and forth, a whole line of thought, cut it, wait a day, 12 hours, whatever time you have, and listen to it again and see if, it, if you missed it. Because that's how you actually understand and build the muscle and build the predictive capacity to say, okay, this needs to be here. This doesn't need to be here. Uh, uh, the, 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 the thing can, can stand up without it. Uh, that is among the marks of actual professionals is being able to 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 cut that stuff unless you've got look if you've got you know Barack Obama then leave everything in <laughs> leave, leave go over 15 minutes <laughs> we'll like, waive the 15 minute requirement who cares <laughs> right because <laughs> that you need that's a very high level guest if it's somebody yeah. slightly less than that then Cut it accordingly. So my only my my mine's going to be on the guest getting side of this. Uh, be fearless. Uh, reach out to whomever you want to talk to. Be surprised. Um, Hammond's yeah. crazy good at this. It's something yeah. I admire about his his whole thing. I don't know how he does it. It, it. It's just a matter of being fearless, being kind, uh, explaining yourself, explaining why you're reaching out to them. Flattery flattery doesn't hurt. I mean, when I asked Scott the first time, I sucked up to him like a baby goat. Yeah. 
and he was on. <laughs> yep. And he ate, he ate, a, he ate a shoe later. It was weird. <laughs> Be fearless when you're asking because you, you, you won't know until they say no. Swing for fences that you didn't even think you could swing for because you never know. And that's going to do it for this episode. So on behalf of our judges, coach, producers, and everyone who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels moving, this is Brandon Bitsing. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on America's Next Top Podcaster. Okay, my final thoughts. This might be the biggest challenge of all. I like to step outside my comfort zone, but usually I do it in small increments. One toe in the water, maybe a little splashing, recheck my sunscreen. Now one step at a time until my feet are firmly on the bottom. Handrail still within reach. For NTP, I just jumped into the deep end with zero acclimation or research. I have no idea what I was thinking. And I'm so glad I did. In the end, my greatest fear, editing, did me in, yet I made it pretty far thanks to some incredible teammates and generous coaches and a willing spirit. I learned so much about producing quality content and how in the end, you've got to love what you made before anyone else will. I suppose the takeaway here is just do the thing. You might stub your toe on the bottom of the pool or get water in your nose, but you'll live and you might just discover you love swimming. So thank you, ANTP, for everything you taught me. And now I'm off to record another podcast because I'm addicted now. America's Next Top Podcaster is hosted and created by Brian Ibbett. Hammond Chamberlain is our executive producer. The show is written and edited by our producer, Bobby Frankenberger. Alex Albisu conducts our post interviews and is our Patreon manager. Social media community manager is me, Monica Stone. Thanks to all our patrons and sponsors. And most of all, thank you for listening. For more information, go to America's Next Top Podcaster.com.